Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Things, the show where we take brilliant, funny, people and we ask them five things about whatever the hell I want because for some reason they put me in charge. I'm your host, Kaya Green. Here at Five Things, we like to stay on theme. And so before I introduce our guest for today, the lovely and talented Jillian Welsh, uh, let's start. Yeah. Let's start with the warm up five. Hit me with some more air horns. Yeah. Air horns for days. All right. Thing number one, this show appears both in video and podcast form. So where there are visuals, I will do my very best to describe them. For instance, right now, you are looking at my face. I am a small androgynous person with short hair and round glasses. Imagine like a scrappy young hero from a 90s children's movie and now uh, ignore him and picture his nerdy best friend that's entirely there for comedic relief. That's me. Number two. In this week's news, Toronto is officially in lockdown, so take that seriously, please. Number three, uh, fun fact of the week. Did you know that octopuses do not, octopi, octopuses, octo, the octopus does not have eight legs. In fact, it has two legs and six arms. Sounds like a technicality, but apparently it uses all six of those arms to eat stuff. The octopus is a cool animal. Look it up a lot of cool stuff. Number four, stuff you should know. This is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat. Um, look up their stories because they relate to yours in that we are on this land and they are protectors of that land. Um, if you want to see some fantastic stories, uh, there's one particular show that you should be checking out right now called Trickster. Uh, it's on CBC Gem. Do not miss it. And number five, let's talk a little bit about my good friend, the incredibly talented Jillian Welsh. She, her, hers. Uh, she grew up in southwestern Ontario, only to land in Toronto. Jillian is a Dora-nominated actor. What? That's super impressive. And a cast member of Extravaganza Eleganza. Eleganza, there we go. Winner of a 2019 Canadian Comedy Award. Selected TV credits include Baroness Von Sketch, Working Moms, Tall Boys, Odd Squad. Jillian's been all over the place. Jillian can also be heard on This American Life. What? Uh, CBC's Love Me and Risk. Please welcome to your screens, Jillian Welsh. Yay! Hey. Hello! Oh, it's so nice to see you. Hi! It, it's so nice to see you too. I miss you. <laughs> oh, I miss you too. And also, I'm just like such a big fan of you. Also, first thing, such a, such a big fan of you. Uh, second thing, so glad I get to hear Connor Lowe's air horns. I mean, oh. what a what a time. 
Honestly, uh, that's one thing I've missed about live comedy. It's the air horns. Yeah. Uh, three, uh, the, uh, uh, the octo, octopi, octo, octopussies, octopussies, um, <laughs> having two legs and six arms just like blew my mind. Um, Isn't that fascinating? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we, we assume if it doesn't have hands, it's a leg, but we're wrong. We're yeah. wrong about that. Yeah, for sure. Like, are, are spiders chiming in about that? Like, are spiders all know. legs? Or do they have some arms in there, too? You know what? Hadn't thought about it, but we'll be researching it after this point. <laughs> nice. I had never considered that. And cool. here we are. How how are you doing today, Jillian? Ah, uh, good. Uh, I'm super good. Yeah. Uh, some of my plants have new growth on them. So <gasps> that's I mean, fun. When in lockdown, it gets real exciting when a buddy starts to shoot out a new leaf. So yeah. Because it's all yeah. green. It's greener yeah. than the other ones. That's what yeah. Steph always gets really excited about. She's like, look, this yeah. one's extra green. And it's also like, oh, I'm keeping you alive. Good. Yes. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I didn't kill you. You're happy. Okay. I feel like plant care is the only circumstance in which not murdering someone is an achievement. <laughs> you know? You're like, only- oh, I did it. <laughs> I didn't murder you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we're gonna dive right in are you ready to do these five things oh i'm so excited hit me with it wonderful all right <laughs> let's do it number one I just, a multitude i just i Love won't it. wear air horns all the time for everything <laughs> i ever do um okay so uh, jillian you are an incredibly talented improviser and sketch comedian you've been working with the second city forever you've been doing uh you've just done a ton of stuff i'm gonna i'm just gonna compliment this is mostly me okay. complimenting you i'm gonna try and sit here and and take it yeah don't you dare <laughs> deny it this is my show you have to take it um so one thing that i feel like you're you're fairly well known for is that you you do amazing character work and you do a lot of physicality in that um and i was wondering like how is it that you approach characters whether they're the characters you've sort of been doing on instagram for for fun during this quarantine or whether it's sketch characters like do you have an approach for that uh uh-huh. I know I should be like, yeah, I know I've got this method, you know, uh, but really- You they, don't need to. <laughs> they kind of just fall out of my brain. I think, I think it started when I was a kid. Um, I kind of like, I kind of like lived to make my brother laugh. And so <laughs> it would just be like all these different voices I could come up with. I, I'm not sure where it comes from. Sometimes, yeah, my partner, my partner lives with a lot of different people. So <laughs> I'm not- <laughs> I'm not sure how it got here, uh, but it's, <laughs> it just kind of happens. I I also I live with someone who also ends up doing uh, quite a lot of voices in a day. Do you ever have, d- does your partner ever kind of do a, who's this? Who's this guy I'm talking to? Pretty much. Or sometimes things will, things will go along and uh, she'll also chime in because we're of both performers. And then it gets to a point in the day where it's like, have we spoken to each other? really <laughs> in our real voices should we check in with jillian and should we Neil? yeah it's like there was yeah oh, sorry what were you gonna say oh, i was gonna say there's a moment where it's like it's it's a lot of bits yeah yes it's a lot of bits yeah i find that relatable for those of you who uh, are not in a partnership with a comedian we're a lot 
Um, <laughs> we're a lot. And when we, we team up, we are double a lot. Um, yeah. I know for myself that uh, Steph and I once spent an entire night playing cards and doing Italian accents for absolutely no reason that I can discover. Um, oh, yeah. Because that's what happens. Oh, my partner and I have alter egos. I'm Geo. She's Lulu. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this is where it comes from. It comes from an organic place of just yeah. multitudes. For containing sure. multitudes. <laughs> Um, that's wonderful. What's your favorite thing about doing characters? Ooh. Or do you have um, favorite characters that you're like, oh, this guy. Let's bring this guy out. I for sure have this grandmother character that I do that um, is loosely an impression of my actual grandmother. Uh, and she was one of the most incredible people. She was so inspiring, so like full of love and just like really encouraged me and inspired me. So I love when I get to bust out my grandmother because it's like I get to hear her voice and I think of how she would respond to things. Um, yeah, so I, I have such love for that grandmother character. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's such a, um, such a way to like love and honor someone is to impersonate them. Yeah, I, um, <sighs> I also like writing sketches for that grandmother character too of like how she would grapple with um changes of like for example me being gay um and just kind of hear all the things i want to hear in her voice it's uh pretty sneaky yeah that's <laughs> pretty great that's satisfying but hey yeah. get it done any way you need to you yeah, know man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right sweet let's move on to thing number two um so thing number two i was uh, this is starting with a personal story I was recently sitting around and watching uh this little show you might have heard of it called baroness von sketch <laughs> Um, and then I come across this episode in which I'm like, oh my God, that's Jillian on my screen in Baroness Bone <laughs> Sketch. How was that? How it's, was that experience? Oh, it's like a dream come true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I should probably like play it super chill and cool and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was like, it was amazing to watch, um, such like incredible professionals be able to like hit their marks and then improvise oh my gosh they just like it, it was like such fast and incredible improv it's like we did the version wow. of the script and then it was like okay and then it was just like yeah it, they're all so incredible it was like sitting with masters being like hold on to your butt <laughs> wow um, yeah because the the dynamic of the scene, just for those of you who uh, haven't seen this particular sketch, though you definitely should, it's it's excellent, um, mm. is you sort of sitting opposite almost all four of them. I think three or four of them. Three of them, yeah. Which must have been like such a such a like tidal wave of comedic power. <laughs> for sure, I was trying to be like, just play this cool, just play this cool. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I think. Um, Obviously, uh, Carolyn Taylor is such like a huge queer icon. So, and oh I God. also have seen yes. like their um, their work uh, through archive videos at Second City. So, first and foremost, just to be like, hey, um, thank you for this job. <laughs> uh, but to just watch them in action was so inspiring. And Meredith McNeil, I mean, she's like wild and wiry the way I can be wild and wiry. So it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you don't often, um, I find in comedy for women who are weird and wiry, uh, sometimes it's just not so common. So it's really beautiful to see Meredith just be so absurd and so weird. 
like yeah one of my favorite things about the show is watching those sketches where the like in my mind the entire sketch is just like meredith is in this place let her go yeah (laughs) let her run free yeah for sure will she wear clothes won't she wear clothes who knows impossible Um, to say yeah and jennifer whalen's brain is so fast like such a such a fast like beautiful beautiful brain they're they're so funny i also i've seen some of jennifer williams uh archive videos at second city too so it's like huge huge talent crushes sitting across from them yeah oh that's amazing did you have trouble um keeping a straight face at all uh yeah for sure for sure (laughs) yeah yeah that's a that's always a real real struggle for me personally so when people can like keep their shit together yeah i'm like (laughs) Good work. That yeah. must have been difficult. <laughs> yeah. I know. I laugh so much. Um, yeah. No. Which is a good thing, I feel. Yeah. Joy, man. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Joy, man. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, let's let's move on to uh, thing number three, which is kind of on the subject of talent crushes. Um, I love asking people this, but obviously in quarantine, we've had tons of time to sort of sit around and like, absorb all of the content there is out there um what who's been blowing your mind artistically these days what's been like making you happy who's been Uh, like whether people you know or just like stuff you're watching or reading or so on and so forth well misha green uh the writer and creator behind lovecraft county i don't know if you've been watching lovecraft county i did that is so good yeah what a show it's absolutely incredible like the the mix of like genre and and also like talking about civil rights like it just it is so well written you're on the edge of your seat you have no idea what's gonna happen uh all the characters are so complex you're so invested in them it just really is i love it so much yeah yeah it had such like a deep mythic feel to it, but also yeah. so relevant. There's one scene, and I think it was like the first or second episode when they're mm-hmm. trying to beat the sunset. That yeah. My heart was in my throat the entire time. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, oh. yeah. 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 Just really incredible work. Um, I'm also thinking uh, I May Destroy You, which I am not pulling the artist's name out of my head, but that whole series I May Destroy You was also... I know I'm talking about serious things. Should probably talk about comedy. Oh no, talk um, about whatever you want. All things, all things are valid. <laughs> uh, Ted Lasso, as far as comedy goes, uh, it oh, was I've such, heard that's great. It's such a feel-good comedy. To, it's like um, kind of cut style of comedy that I really like. It's so it's so positive, um, and just like built from so much love, and is so like genuinely funny, like genuinely very funny. <laughs> See, that's an interesting point because so much comedy has the like making fun of each other or negative like put down feel or like bad people doing bad things. Yeah. But there is like a whole genre of comedy that's just like joyous friendship, love, yeah. loyalty, people doing their best. Yeah. Ted Lasso's that. It's it's so beautiful. Um, and then uh, like privately, uh, like uh, within our community, um, I have been loving watching The Oval on bad dog tv uh never have i ever uh which is oh man daphne joseph is so funny just oh my god so funny daphne is hysterical 
yeah i just i can't, she's also like so unpredictable i it, in like the most beautiful way of like so the things that come out you don't expect what she's gonna say and it's it's funnier than you can ever imagine yeah just a true um, wild card that one yeah. <laughs> um and uh Tom Hearn has been making these like wild little uh, characters that he's been putting up on Instagram, which has been so fun to watch as well. Yeah, you and Tom Hearn worked together for uh, Extravaganza, right? Yeah, yeah. Tom was like the the brain and the power behind the whole the whole thing. Such which a- I I remember uh, that hearing that Carolyn Taylor was a big fan of that show. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah, is that fun that you're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She saw us. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's Although, awesome. I am. Um, when we did that show, I was going through a breakup and my heart was smashed into smithereens. So oh. I did actually get to meet Carolyn Taylor, but I just like, you know, when your heart smashed into smithereens, it was like, hi, <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm dying inside. <laughs> yes. Or you're like, hello, I'm numb. How are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, yeah. you got to meet her again. So that's pretty for cool. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, amazing. Very cool. Let's move on to cool. question number four. Yes. Keeping the air horns alive. Yeah. Um, okay. So I like to ask random questions for uh, fun, fun discussions. Uh, always been a thing I enjoy doing. So here's, here's a random question coming at you. Um, if you could go on a road trip, uh, just like one of those Thelma and Louise style road trips, except maybe you don't drive off a cliff at the end. Spoilers, but like you should have seen it by now. Uh, <laughs> um, if you could, so if you could go on a road trip, who would be like your road trip buddy? The Thelma to your Louise, if you will. Ooh. What would your like ride be? Like your your mount, your steed, your the thing you drove or whatever. Um, and where would you want a road trip to or what area would you road trip through? Uh, man. Okay. Um, well, my partner obviously would be a great uh, road trip sidekick. Um, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, or I would take my like longest best friend, Tamara Walker. She's just uh, one of those people who is so down for such adventure. Uh, by day, she's very, very quiet, but she's just wild, you know? And I know that, uh, I know that she would be down for pretty much anything. Um, I'd love to take a convertible because that just, that just feels cool. Yeah. Oh, not, that isn't, that's not. That's not that one. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a different one. Different one, but thank you. Thank you, Connor. That's Connor so has put funny. up a profile for a Tomorrow Walker, yeah. but um, not no. the Tomorrow Walker no. in this case. This Tomorrow Walker is like very like goes tree planting, like Whoa. doesn't really have a cell phone. Yeah. Oh, that's right. a good person to bring with you on a road so, trip, I feel. Yeah, she's so she's so like, cool. That's um, someone who can build a fire, you know? Oh, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> shelter fire because uh, like if this, if this is a proper movie road trip you're going off road at some point you're gonna run out of gas you gotta walk someplace you that's know that's true she's also like mechanical so i'm sure she could fix oh, a car yeah. like she's one of those people is like a swiss army knife of a person you know there's oh, like yes nothing she can't do i love those um, people everybody should have one <laughs> yeah one of those you need your swiss army knife friend yeah um <laughs> And I've always wanted to, I did a national uh, tour in the United States 
where basically we just <laughs> these are all the tomorrow walkers this is blowing my mind right now none of we them are currently even currently, like oh my god so for those of you listening to the podcast connor has pulled up a just just a host of tomorrow walkers yeah none of them are accurate and one of them looks like 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 if kelly and conway and barbie had a child which to me sounds like a nightmare yeah it's a lot of a lot of plastic yeah um anyway uh, i would drive probably from here but i um on that national tour we pretty much saw all of the united states except where we didn't go through california and like down through new mexico Ooh. um yeah and like all the way down to the baja coast so like i would love to drive down there through like Whoa. the red the red desert give me the red desert you know give me some sand make it red yeah yeah, yeah. you know like, that's a cool spot. And so, like, rattlesnake. Like, I don't want to meet any rattlesnakes, you know? But, like, just the idea of, like, and then there was a rattlesnake. If I could say that about some moment in my life, it would be cool. And not yeah. refer to a person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. I did encounter a rattlesnake once in Bruce Peninsula, so you could probably, <gasps> like, go check one up, up out yeah. up there if you wanted to. I've seen a Massas- Massasauga rattler. Is that what they're called? Massasauga that's the rattler. one. And yeah. I think... Listen, correct me if I'm wrong, Connor can do a quick Google on this one, but I think that they actually have stopped producing the anti-venom for it, for really? the Massasauga Rattler. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I think. Well, we, yeah. Uh, sorry, go on, that. what were you saying? No, I was just going to say there was something about, uh, about that where they like ran out of anti-venom or the, are we all screwed? Very funny. Very funny. That's dramatic. <laughs> I, when we encountered one, we were going for like a hike in the woods and my friend like literally stepped on one but then caught himself (gasps) and then so we were on a path and the rattler was between us and two people were on one side and the rest of us were on the other and we're like what do we do so Uh being a bunch of city kids get this we googled it like dummies oh my gosh that is such a funny scene that is so funny you have to write this premise we're just like not being able to get signal too of like google uh yeah just like couldn't funny. function without the internet to tell us what to do <laughs> listen my, my go-to is like if in doubt get a big stick okay that There's was the answer a big stick that's literally what google <laughs> told us to do it was like for get a big stick yeah. hit the ground for most things in your life like get a big stick you know landlord gonna yeah. evict you get a big stick big stick <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's bad advice by any means. I mean, good for combat, good for climbing. Should the apocalypse arrive at a further point than it has, big sticks. Yeah. (laughs) Big stick ideology. Isn't that a thing? Walk softly, carry a big stick. Oh, that, that I don't know, but that makes a lot of sense. I feel like it's a quote for something, but I can't. I can't say that that something is something yeah, I support. Theodore, so. Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, there we go. Okay. All America. Right. Okay. Well, look at me plagiarizing with my thoughts. <laughs> Great. Speaking of uh, America, I just want to dig into the, you toured across America. How was that? Did you have like spots that were the best, were the worst? It, it was, I was with an incredible group of people. Like we had so much fun together. I also like had a fake ID cause I wasn't technically legal drinking age at the time. I was like 20. Um, so me and my little fake ID 
Mm -hmm. uh, but America was really, really something. It's so different, like just the landscape and the ideology behind different groups of people that live in America. Like it really, it was, um, you've got Maine, which was like so beautiful and kind of like backwoodsy, felt like very Canadian woodsy. And then you've got right. Florida, which is just like, alligators and barbed wire and <laughs> and then also this like retirement community and then these extremely wealthy people yeah. um and then you've got like louisiana which is basically people like living in a in a swamp um which is also so beautiful like the history of it and uh on tour we we were kind of super adventurous so our company would always put us up in these hotels, but we realized it was kind of like Airbnb, but before Airbnb, so on Craigslist. And yeah. we would find different places to stay in kind of local communities. Um, so like in Water Valley, Mississippi, we went and stayed in a dry, a dry county into this like historic mansion we rented Whoa. out for like a night because it was so much cheaper compared to putting us all up in separate hotel rooms so we could stay yeah. in some pretty cool places. But that like dropped us into some really interesting small towns that we wouldn't have been in otherwise. Um, I remember standing in a Piggly Wiggly, which are real places, blew my little Canadian mind that Piggly Wiggly is the real name of a real place. I'm sorry, uh, I, I might need some context. What? Piggly Wigglies are like convenience stores. The Piggly <gasps> Wiggly, no yeah. Way. Yeah, I feel like I've, I have seen that on a TV show before. Yeah, I've heard people reference it. I'm like, oh, it's from a nursery rhyme or something. Some pop culture reference. Oh, no, oh my it's God. A, it's a real place. Um, but I was standing in the Piggly Wiggly and I was so <laughs> paranoid. I was buying cigarettes at the time. Don't smoke. It's a filthy. It's a filthy thing to do. I was young. I was wild. I was on tour. Um, <laughs> I was buying cigarettes. Do as I, was, I say, not as I do. Yeah. And we walked into the Piggly Wiggly and the whole place just turned. It was like all locals and they all turned and just whoo, looked at us. And then I had to use my ID and it was like I was from Canada, which was like then I everyone needed to meet me. It was like, oh, my God. beautiful, but also like, yeah, it was it was wild. There was also um, an element that really opened my eyes that I didn't realize how much segregation was still happening in the South at the time. This is probably about 10 years ago. I think we can look at the the world and say oh yeah this was still happening but yeah yeah there was there was definite like segregation which um yeah america a wild wild place yeah i think uh, we underestimate how much of that uh still lives in the bones of the the country for yeah, sure for sure um i was but gonna the, follow up on that that yeah. like the south kind of has a reputation for uh certain uh, not uh, being tough to travel as a queer person oh. or as a person of color. Like, I, yeah. I hope that it felt safe. Uh, there certainly were times where um, it it didn't. Um, but that's, uh, I think that, that that's like, okay. There was, there was a very um, flamboyant uh, gay man on tour with us as well. And there were times certainly where we would stop to go into a gas station and be like, well, you and I are holding hands like we're a couple until we get in <laughs> and we get out. Um, but on the flip side, there's also, we came across so many beautiful people at the same time. Like it really, it really was a study in cultural anthropology, aside from doing a show that involved wearing gigantic frog feet. So yeah. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I feel like I have to ask about that. 
the show itself was um we're taking like classical american tales uh <laughs> yeah so i think i forget what that was called we did the necklace by guy de maupassant we uh did the telltale heart cool. uh the monkey's paw oh yeah and i forget what the one was where we had to wear these big gigantic frog feet um but it was a cool experience we we also rehearsed the show in boston in an old masonic temple what um, yeah and we decided to spend we weren't supposed to oh my gosh don't tell anybody i feel like i'm gonna get in trouble but uh we decided to spend a night in the masonic temple before we left out on tour to like really explore it and it oh was my God. um yeah yeah like there were like little secret passageways and they were like oh this is where they're storing costumes but it was like it it was a wild it was a wild thing um, That's hilarious because I was my immediate thought was secret passageways were there any? Yeah, they legit, they legit was, and like, th- yeah, it was. Um, it's interesting, Masonic That's... Masons, man. Um, wow, wow, what a ride! Yeah, and uh, that, and we also bought a bunch of fireworks, uh, <laughs> as you which, do. We're illegal in a lot of places, but we were driving, like, we had our van and then this, like, 26-foot transport truck that had, like, the whole set and everything oh in God. it. Um, which I was driving with a G1 license. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> who, who would I tell? But listen, it had to go through, like, it, it counts. In America, G1 counts. I was on their oh insurance and everything, so, hey, I didn't That's lie to anybody. But the fact and that I was you didn't driving. didn't crash it. No. So here we go. No, I'm a very good driver. I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but so we stored a bunch of fireworks. And we didn't realize that that was like super illegal to do when you're crossing state lines. Um, but we were all super young. So it was just like so fun to go to a new city every single night and then drive somewhere and set off a bunch of fireworks and then take off. Yeah. Wow. It was wild. Um, wow. What an adventure. Yeah. And Memphis, uh, one of the people on our tour, um, they had a cousin who lived in Memphis. This is my favorite story from the tour itself. Uh, and they knew where to find like the best music. So we went in this like alleyway that seemed like an absolutely nothing alleyway. And it was like, we probably met them there at like 1 a.m., maybe 1.30, closer to 2. Yeah. And we went into this, this like room and inside was like an actual theater. Like, like how they had like little, almost like little private boxes in it, but it was like, dingy and we were sitting on these seats that had like duct tape on them it was like it was like old and worn in and you could have whiskey uh with ice or without that was the drink menu um it wasn't even (laughs) specified what kind of whiskey it was Uh, yeah people were smoking cigars inside but the band was the most incredible music i think i've ever heard in my entire life at one point the guitar player could actually like play the guitar with his mouth which um yeah it was just it was the the saxophone player it was incredible and we were in there listening to the best music drinking some of the most powerful whiskey uh it probably could have ran a lawnmower off of that whiskey oh my god i know and then we like left it like came outside and it was like that like it's 5 a.m and we had to do a show at like 10 a.m oh god yeah, it was a, a rough, a rough show that day. But it was, oh my gosh, it was the most incredible wild adventure. And you also got to see like all these old theaters all across America. 
like the old Broadway houses too and hear their haunted wow. stories. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, they all I'm have speaking haunted about this stories, right? Forever. Sorry, I'm going so long on this. No, not at all. This is amazing. <laughs> I am yeah. absolutely delighted by this turn of events. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was really beautiful. I still keep in touch with most of the people too, which is so nice. Well, yeah, yeah. that's a kind of adventure that like kind of keeps you in someone's life forever. Yeah, we we really. We really, it was like that perfect moment when you're still so young um, and you're so hungry for the world and you don't have really any in inhibitions to hold you back. And just being yeah. in a new city every night meant that you had the energy to go out and just fully explore it and ask people about it too. Like going to secret bars and places. There was this one bar that we went to that we had to learn like a series of passcodes, like a speakeasy where we had to go underground. It was just- Oh, like the so opposite cool. of an escape room. Yeah. Oh, and- this is so embarrassing, though, because I'm still, like, maximum Canadian here. I am, like, maximum small-town guy. <laughs> so we're in um, Tampa Bay, Florida, and this is my first time I've, like, seen the ocean on this tour, which was, like, a huge deal for me. I was so excited. I always wanted to see the ocean. And then I'm, like, I think Tampa Bay is in, like, the Gulf of Mexico, which is so beautiful. Um, and we go to go swimming and I'm a little bit nervous about the ocean because I've just like encountered jellyfish and oh, yeah. my, my only reference was like, you got to pee on somebody's leg for jellyfish. So the friends episode. Yeah. 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 So that's all I knew of it. And I don't even think I saw the friends episode. I think it was like secondhand information from like a babysitter or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and I also seen Jaws. So this is what I know of the ocean. Of course. So we go out and I'm like up to my knees. And then all of a sudden I see this like fin come up and it like swims around and then goes back under the water. And I'm oh, like, no. okay, whoa, 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 chill out here, you know? And I watch and the fin comes up again, it circles and it goes back out of the water. So I like grab my two roommates because I don't want anything to happen with them. And I start screaming, I'm like, shark, there's a shark. Everybody get out of the water. And I'm like running and I'm splashing and I'm kicking up dirt. And I'm like, everybody get out of the water. I get out and I'm like breathing and panting. And this old couple are sitting on their beach lawn chairs. And one guy literally falls out of his lawn chair. He is laughing at me so hard. It was just a freaking dolphin. But I could not tell the difference. And like people I don't know are laughing at me. It was like, and then my friend on tour was like, I'm sorry, she's from Canada. <laughs> Man, that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Living, living, living and learning, you know? Well, I mean, when you really, when you really think it through, you could have played it safe and said, I'm just going to play it cool and not say anything about the, the right? thing. And then it could have been a shark. And then Could've you would have had that on your conscience forever. Yeah. You know, I'm not an octopus, okay? I don't have any, like, oh, I guess they have arms. I don't have any arms to spare, you know? Like that's them. right. Yeah. That's right. We yeah. have too few arms. Yeah, for sure. I think you made the right choice. Thanks. I support certainly made, you in this. Certainly made that old man's day. He, uh, <laughs> he was real happy that he got to witness that. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I bet. I feel like I could ask you about this forever, but we are eventually going to oh, run out of time, so we should I'm probably so move sorry. on to... Yeah. No, not at all. For sure. Please. I have enjoyed this <laughs> thoroughly. Uh, so, but we are going to move on to question number five, um, which okay. actually kind of links right in, uh, in that you also, uh, aside from being a comedian and an actor and working in theater, you also write and tell your own stories, right? 
Oh, yeah. In the storytelling world, which is a little bit different than the sort of stand up and comedy world. Mm -hmm. Um, What got you into that? What like where where do you pull stories from? Like Uh, how? What? I'm so curious. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, I was working at this um, this bar called the Free Times Cafe here in Toronto, which is also how I ended up. That's how I ended up in comedy, too. But it's also how I ended up in storytelling. So. Graham Isidore, who is an incredible writer, follow him on Twitter if you just want. He writes for a bunch of different publications. So if you want uh, really cool, great, like Vice style articles that are very funny and poignant, do give him a follow. Um, But he was just talking to me at the bar and I was kind of like, who is this guy chatting me up? And at the same time, I was doing this really important gag um, where I was hiding rubber chickens all around the restaurant. Uh, Important. Yeah, to make them squawk. And the, the whole rule of the game is if you heard a squawking chicken, you had to find the chicken and then hide the chicken. Anyway, so I was yeah. really working on hiding these chickens. And uh, he just kept asking me a bunch of questions. So I told him to uh, shut up and hold my cock, as it were. And I handed him a rubber chicken. Uh, and then he immediately was like, can you please, I do a storytelling show. Can you please just come tell a story at the storytelling show? And I was like, sure, whatever. And the first story I ever told is actually the one that ended up on This American Life. So you tell a story. Yeah, you tell a story at a bar once and you just, who knows where it goes. Yeah, so that's how I ended up in that. But um, at the time, I quit acting altogether. I was going to uh, university for a year. Basically, when I was in New York, um, I did like this national tour. I was really lucky after I graduated. I just kept getting hired. And then I ran into that one thing that happens to all actors where all of a sudden you audition for a bunch of things and you don't get a part. But it was the first time that that had ever happened to me. Um, And I was without a visa. So I had to move back to Canada. But I had a big depression and breakdown about it of like, I'm not I'm not any good. So I quit. Um, Worked a free times. People asked me to do things. Storytelling is also how I found my way back and realized that I could actually write things. And so I kept doing storytelling nights and where the stories come from, sometimes there would be a theme, um, but it would kind of be like bigger questions that I sort of had inside myself or a piece of shame that I could find. Uh, Becoming who you are is kind of like, it's a bit of growth, but for me, it's also kind of been a bit of like revealing, kind of like a pulling back the layers and and being okay with what's below. Um, And storytelling has kind of been a part of that. finding a piece of me that makes me feel a little bit alone in this world, uh, exploring it, making it funny, making sure I'm still maintaining the level of truth to it, uh, and then putting it out there and see what happens. Wow. Yeah. That was an incredible answer to my incredibly vague question. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was amazing. Um, do you still, I don't remember what I said. Uh, no, no, that was that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> do you still sort of do storytelling uh, in some capacity now in the pandemic? I do. Um, so I started working on a new one-person show, which is um, my last experience with a one-person show was really intense. Um, it was very intense, and it uh, kind of threw me off my game for a little bit. Um, I'm probably being super vague. Uh, we, I, um, I wrote a, a a show that was really honest and talked a lot about um, sexual assault. I'm not going to go into any details, and also nope. no emotional labor for anybody who's listening. I am yeah. okay with everything. I make art with what I'm okay with. 
Um, but what ended up happening is some family members who I'm estranged with showed up, made a big kerfuffle about it. Um, and that was when I had to grapple with how powerful words can be. So even though I was telling my own perspective and my own stories, I, I think I lacked, I, I lacked the wherewithal to know that this could have ramifications or repercussions for people who I'm talking about, even right. if their behavior was, um, bad. And even if I was exploring it through a lens of, um, shining light on what makes people feel alone. I didn't see the other side of the pendulum of the repercussions. Right. Um, so that certainly had consequences, particularly for me as an artist. Um, and so I kind of take some time to like sit and learn from that experience. Uh, so now it's time to like hop back on the horse and put together a new one person show. And I have the story that is on This American Life is about getting caught having period sex with um, bloody sheets and the NYPD is involved in this one, which is a very oh my God. beautiful um, coming of age, sort of like being okay with your body and who you are. It is a heteronormative yeah. story. And um, when it came out, I was just in the process of coming out of the closet because um, I've been with women for my whole life since high school. Sorry, sorry, small town high schoolers. <laughs> Don't mean to doubt you, uh, but you exist. <laughs> I was there in your head. you're not naming names. <laughs> not naming names. I would never do that. Um, but you can describe also- beds. <laughs> and they wear plush. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also had an- another story that dealt with um, sexual assault. And at the same time, I had this beautiful story that I hadn't start telling hadn't start telling people until probably about a year and a half about um kind of a beautiful crush and a first kiss with a girl and then a bit of homophobia that stuffed me back in the closet and these three stories are so different from uh, what we imagine a young woman's sexuality to be we kind of either think either you're a lesbian or a slut or you're a prude but you can't be all three of those things at the same time and yet yeah. i was so that's what this next show is about. Yeah. Yep. Multitudes. Yeah. Multitudes, man. Multitudes. Yeah. Honestly, that sounds incredible. I uh, am yeah. very excited for when that sees the light of day Thanks. and uh, we can we can <laughs> join in that with you. But like, Thanks. oh, man, if yeah. uh, if this interview is any indication, you uh, you are clearly an excellent storyteller. Oh, <laughs> you i feel like you asked me a question i'm like well here's this windy tale <laughs> um uh, as as someone who has interviewed a couple people now that is a dream come true we, we love that okay. That's, it's a half hour show and here's jill in an hour and a half like yeah i apologize connor but i uh would, there's no way i was cutting that off so um <laughs> Uh, we should unfortunately come to the end of the show. I feel like yeah, I could do this sure. for another hour easy. Oh, um, so I guess if you are enjoying this, you should be following Jillian and her various pursuits. Jillian, where can people find you Please on do. the interwebs oh. or I don't know, in life? Come find me on Instagram in life right now. We're we're keeping some distance. We're on, we're on lockdown, but please find me on Instagram. I try to make funny videos that'll uh, make you smile. Does uh, a great Lin-Manuel Miranda. Thank you. Um, sometimes I try Twitter, but Twitter, you know, it's uh, you, you can follow me there. I, I might not give you much. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming to join us today and telling us uh, such incredible mm. stories. Um, if you ever run into Jillian at a party, now you know that uh, she uh, is one to to chat with. Oh, um, please come say hi. Yes. <laughs> um, it has been so lovely catching up. Um, yeah. Jillian Welsh, everybody. Uh, thank you so much to our tech, Connor Lowe, uh, and the other people that make this possible, Coco Galore, Sonar Network, and Bad Dog Theater. Um, please check out all of the other shows on baddogtheater.com. As Jillian mentioned, The Oval is one of them that's just incredible. Um, there's, there's lots of different shows almost every night of the week, so please do come check them out, and maybe you'll see Jillian again. Um, yeah. uh, so make sure to subscribe, follow, and donate to baddogtheater.com slash five things uh, because your donations are how we keep bringing shows like this uh, to your screen. So uh, thank you so much and support us if you can so we can keep making delightful nonsense. I'm Kaya Green. This has been Jillian Welsh. Stay safe, friends. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.